Head on over to RighteousFelon.com for all of your favorite beef jerky flavors. I recommend starting off with the whole shebang craft jerky bundle. The jerky is smoky and savory, spicy and sweet. All of your favorites, all in one variety pack. Use promo code OCSN in all lowercase to get 15% off at checkout. Don't miss this great opportunity. Go to RighteousFelon.com today. What's up, hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of American Beauties, your home for AHL news, notes, talkers, and more. We are brought to you by the Old City Sports Network. My name is Dan Bradley. Alongside me tonight, Sam Wismer. Sam, how are you doing, my friend? I'm great. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm doing okay. It's uh, It's been kind of a weird day, weird last couple days. Um, just so much hockey going on. My team had three games this last week. You were on the road today. Um, doing photography and doing press at a game um, you've, you've been all over the place and I'm tired like, <laughs> yep, I, we, clearly, we need a nap. clearly I'm not sitting in my normal spot I am sitting on my basically bed because I'm freaking tired and I'm going to bed after this <laughs> oh yeah yeah this uh wait I lie uh... I'm going to finish transcribing an interview, and then I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> there it is. That's how dedicated she is to the craft, y'all. That's what she does. She gives up the sleep for the the interview. If I have three questions left, I'm not going to sleep until they're yeah, transcribed. You're, you're that close. You might as well just power through and finish it. <laughs> uh, well, we have a great show, albeit probably a little bit shorter of a show tonight, um, just because of the, I don't want to say lack of AHL content, because we certainly had a lot with the skills competition with the All-Star game, but with fewer games around that, um, things a little slower at this point until we get back into things throughout the rest of the week. So it's going to be a little bit of an abbreviated show tonight, but we did want to cover the All-Star festivities. Um, And Sam, I want to start by asking, why was it that the AHL, at least in my opinion, did a better job with their all-star game than the NHL did with theirs. I don't know, but like there were multiple, multiple people on Twitter that were basically talking about how the AHL all-star blew the NHL all-star out of the water with how one, it was set up with how it progressed, how it didn't take 10,000 hours, just how everything just kind of transcribed. Um, I don't know. They just, they did a much better job. Laval has a beautiful arena. Mm -hmm. Um, and they, from what I hear from our friends over at field pass hockey, they set everything up and it was just beautiful. Um, and yeah, I very much appreciate 
when you go to an event like that and the lighting, the pyrotechnics, all of the fanfare that they do with that kind of stuff, like absolutely all of that was just on point throughout the weekend. Like it, it really felt like they put from a production side of things more effort into it. And it, it, it showed. The only gripe I had is when they introduced Ronnie Adderd and they called him Ronnie Attard. I was like, oh my God, they, it's Adderd. They, they called him Attard most of the weekend. Yeah, it was like, like all it, of the weekend. It, I'm like, that's not his last name. Mm. It's Adderd. Yeah, that was that was a little I was like, wait a minute, what? Have I been saying his name wrong this whole time? Unless or... I'm saying it wrong, but I don't think I am. I mean, I I feel like you would know. Never know. I, I, know I guess we'll find out. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was a very um, entertaining weekend. I wish that the... I, I got to say this carefully, because I, I wish that the NHL would partner with it a little bit more to kind of bring some more um, exposure to the yeah. AHL All-Star game. And, and it was great that it was on uh, NHL Network, Um you could check it out on AHL TV, but even more of that partnership involved, but seeing how little effort the NHL put into making its all-star game festivities a success this year, it's like, oh, maybe I don't want that involvement for the AHL. Yeah, um, there was a little bit more exposure to it this year, but like, obviously it's the minor league. A lot of people care more about major league sports than they do anything else, so like, I get it. Um, but at the same time, you know, fans want to, how do I say this? They want to complain that there's lack of talent in their teams, but you're not watching your minor league team in order to evaluate that in a sense. Right. Um, it's, it's reading box scores and going, oh, such and such player, you know, had no shots and was a minus three tonight. Why are we still you know, trying to invest in them without actually watching the game? And I do appreciate like the, the beat writers that actually do pay attention to the minor league, you know, even, even mm. within my own, within my own fan base, there's, there's a few that pay attention. Um, you know, the owner of old city sports network, Jesse, he obviously, he pays attention one because he has an age. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Um, and two, um, I text him from Phantoms Games telling him that this is probably going to be my 13th reason why. <laughs> well, um, and then at at least to... this year is less of your 13th reason why than last season. Oh, we're not going to talk last season. We're going to talk this season. And things um, are much better this season. So they are. They're, the boys are much better this season. So I can, I, I can appreciate that. Um, but in order to evaluate where your team is headed, you have to kind of take that step back and look at your minor league team and be like, okay, well, mm -hmm. this is who we sent. Why did we send them to the all-star game? Um, you know, a couple weeks or last week, uh, centering on the Phantoms, Cam York was made unavailable for the game. Why? We don't know. Could it be because he is in the NHL and he could have refused to go? Mm -hmm. That's a very good possibility. Yeah, that's a, and that's a good reason to miss. If you're getting called up to the NHL, I can understand why you would miss the AHL All-Star game. Yeah. Or 
he could have just been like, I don't yeah. want to go. I kind of just want to focus on being in the NHL, which is perfectly Either fine. Yeah. And good and good for, good on Cam York. He got sent down earlier in the season, was there until December. I think it was December. Yeah. Um, hasn't been back since. And frankly, Sayonara, I don't want to see you. Um yeah, I love I love up. Yorkie, but I don't want to see you in the AHL anymore. Um, I, I want to see him up. I want to see Tyson Forster up, and I want to see Bobby Brink up. Not necessarily in that order. Can, can I just keep Forster and Brink right now? Just just well, for right, right now, sure. But next season, I, I would next love for them to be next out. season. Everybody can have them. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah. Get get through this year first, and yes. But you know, York was made unavailable, and then. Um, Ronnie Adderd was sent in his place. We didn't know that was happening uh, until Friday morning, Friday or Saturday morning. We didn't know he was going Mm -hmm. until then. So it was like a very like last minute, like you're gone. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, good for Tyson, good for Ronnie. They got to experience that together. Um, Both basically made the score sheet all night during the skills comp. So, it just shows you how much talent the two of them have together. And I was a proud mama bear. I was like, yeah, go boys. <laughs> I, I wish I had that same sort of effect with my, uh, my Iowa wild guys. Uh, I was very happy to see, like, I felt, uh, Volstead did, did very well and was kind of hung out to dry when, when he was in that. Um, but beyond that, um, played really well, and we'll we'll get into a little more goaltending specifics a little bit later in the show. But I know um, um, our our friends are at Field Pass. Obviously, we're there. So mm-hmm. Andrew Rinaldi went there, had issues with his plane. He claims he is never flying Air Canada ever again. Um, <laughs> uh, and Deanna also went, and I believe somebody else went with them. Um, and Deanna actually pulled a quote from um, my. MVP pick of last week um, and it was actually a really sweet quote that that Mike Mike kind of pulled out and I was like okay <laughs> yeah and and thank you again to Deanna and to Liz for being uh, our guests on the show last week and then uh, Field Pass absolutely crushed it I thought with the coverage this week oh yeah well. so, for sure again if you, again and we've said this before if you're not following the field pass hockey folks, like you need to, you are getting, you're missing out on a ton of good content um, that they're pumping out. So go follow them. Follow Liz too. Um, <laughs> skills. Yeah. Oh, did you want to get into the, Sorry, the skills no, specific I'm, error? I was trying to find what Deanna said to me. I'm sorry. That's all right. No worries. I hate when I lose stuff like this. That's all good. It happens. Well, well Sam is looking that up. I, I want to jump into just part of the events a little bit that they did as well. You know, it with the All-Star Games, you have the, the fastest skater and they have your hardest shot. I loved the uh, like a little relay race that they did where they had sprint the length of the ice, go get the puck, and then come back and weave through the cones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that drill, showing off both the the breakaway speed but also the speed on edge work through that drill and working with younger hockey players not enough of them put in time to really really 
hone your edge work. They focus so much on that, just that straight line speed when so much of the game is you're on your edges and where are you mm-hmm. moving when you're on your edges. So seeing that be something that was showcased was really cool to me. Skylar Walker, go Tyson Forrester, go. <laughs> yes, please. I have him in a um, dynasty league in fantasy and I would love to see him get called up. You're not allowed to have him right oh, it's, now. It's not in the league I'm in with you. It's it's a league where I've got I've got players that won't be in the NHL for four years. On my okay, team. good. So and I know that, but I want those guys because I know they're gonna get there. Um so the quote that Deanna got from Mike Vecchioni, which was my MVP MVP pick from last week, it says, We play against Lehigh so often during the season, so it's actually nice to play alongside a guy like Nylander. Adderd and Forrester and those types of guys and obviously everybody on the east you play against them once and they're tough but obviously those are rival teams and you always see him every single night almost all the time and they are tearing you up on the score sheet so it's nice to be on the same team and beat up on some other conferences this week yeah Alex Nylander had himself a heck of a weekend (sighs) you know not not an all-star MVP but I thought he very quietly had a very strong weekend and his career has kind of been all over the place with draft position and the expectations and was traded a couple of times so far in his career. Um, You know, it, it, it was nice to see him find some semblance of success in that regard. And he's having a, a solid year, you know, 24 years old, um, but this year with Wilkes-Barre, uh, 19 goals, 19 assists, 38 points, 43 games. Um, hopefully starting to really find his stride a little bit and get comfortable with that uh, that transition to the North American game and yeah. the AHL level. I know Wilkes-Barre is kind of definitely going through it a little bit right now um, mm. just because they are down um, goaltenders with um... – oh, my God, I can't even think of his name right now. Why do I always do this? He was on the Phantoms, so I should know his name. Um, but they have a, they have a goaltender that's recalled up to. Um, well, uh, pe- oh my God, to I Pittsburgh. can't talk tonight. Pittsburgh, thank you. Oh my gosh, I got you. It's been a flabbergast oh. of a day. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, to help you out here and keep you on as as best I can. Here. Dustin Tokarski. <laughs> I was going to say, was it Tukarski? Is that who you were trying to come yeah, up with? So yeah, Tukarski's up with up. Pittsburgh right now due to Jari's injury. Um, and then they have um, two basically ECHL goaltenders in that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I feel that we've been through that. We're probably going to be going through that soon again. Um, but, you know, it's um, it's not always the goalie's fault. It's not. Didn't imply that it was. Um, just had a discussion with a goalie oh. today about that. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> if you know, you know. Uh, <laughs> uh, getting into the skills competition a little bit more here too. Um, the fastest skater competition was really entertaining to me, um, and I give it one more year. I think Lucas Reichel wins that thing next year, but. Ethan Frank, again, talking about the year that he's had, going back to last week's show, and then again tonight we're talking about him, 
on his lap. Nobody else broke 13. Closest other time was 13 to 8. That's crazy. He was flying out there. And like you don't necessarily realize it when you're watching it in a game how fast everybody's actually moving because they're all moving at once. But when they're the only person in the rink moving, like you can see, holy cow, they are flying out and there. From, and Ethan Frank crushed it. And from watching Ethan Frank this season, he mm. that whole team is fast, but he is just like a bolt. Mm-hmm. He just out of the gate goes. So and by the way, we're not just talking about Ethan Frank because we got chirped on Twitter about it, but yeah, Brian. <laughs> but I mean, Frank is having a very good season and, you know, could be in like was talked about that, that MVP conversation over the course of the rest of the season. Certainly if he keeps playing the way that he's going. Um, but seeing that in particular, I was like, whoa, like I need to pay attention even more when Ethan Frank has the puck because you never know what this guy's going to do and, and he can flat out fly. Um, and then the, the hardest shot competition, I, that's always my favorite, um, you know, fastest skaters, but hardest shot is walk up, smack the puck as hard as you can and see how well you do. Um, I was a little surprised with where the, the velocities were coming in on those shots. Um, but I was telling you before the show. As soon as I saw Radish's name come up for one of the competitors in Hardest Shot, I was like, there's your guy. He's winning it. And sure enough, he did. Uh, the only guy to break 100, 101.8 on his first shot and 102 even on his second shot. Yeah, Darren Darren has a very hard shot. Um, some other names that were notable on that list were Brian Lashoff. Um, mm. They had 94.5. Captain of... Grand Rapids, mm-hmm. I believe. Andrew might kill me if I don't get that right. <laughs> um, Riley Barber came basically second to last um, with 97. Yeah. Barber Braden... also had a really good weekend, but that was not like a competition for him to shine. Mm-mm. Watching him this year, like he's so much more wrist shot than slap shot. Uh, uh, to me, that was a, a weird fit, but yeah. still, I guess, did the, the best he could with it. Braden Paschal came in at 97.2, and he tied he tied with Ronnie Adderd at 97.2. Now, when I tell you Ronnie Adderd has a hard shot, I'm so afraid that the glass is gonna break with how hard he he hits sometimes. Um it could also be because they see me at the glass sometimes and they do it, but you know. That's that's yeah. different. They're just trying to get you going. They know. They just, they know. Oh, because they know exactly what button to push and that it'll work. Uh-huh. Yeah, they know. Um, <laughs> rats. Uh, Jean-Luc Cody <laughs> came in at 84. Again, I don't think that's a competition for Cody to be in. Yeah, not playing to strengths there. And I, and I get it. Not everybody, you know, at the, the All-Star game, like, not everybody has a good slap shot. And, and I forget who I, I was talking to about this, but... Um, Fewer and fewer players are relying on slap shots. Like guys don't necessarily have the same form anymore when they're taking the shots. They don't take the shots as frequently. Like the number of slap shots attempted at the NHL level for each of the past like six seasons 
has yeah. gone down. And you're seeing that kind of at all levels where maybe it's just there's not the same opening to take that type of shot. Like you need time and space to take a slap shot. You don't need nearly as much time for a wrister, for a snapshot, um, just because it's it's quick. You're trying to release it quick and beat the goalie that way versus I'm trying to absolutely power and muscle the shot past you. Um, and going back to, to Adderd and to Radish, both of those guys, like one thing that makes them so successful is there's not a lot of wobble on their shot. Like that puck is level and it's spinning hard and fast. Um, like, like heavy shot. Like that's the term that you hear for it is mm-hmm. it's coming in fast, but it is flat. And when it doesn't have that same wobble to it, like it hits that much harder when it hits the goalie. Um, and it's in some ways tougher to stop just because you know it's going to hit that hard. Um, Those guys absolutely uncorked in the hardest shot competition, though. And I'm glad somebody broke 100. Yeah. Um, And then you also have Noel Hoffenmeyer and Jake Christensen. Um, Hoffenmeyer came in at 99.2, and Jake Christensen came in at 95.5. Hoffenmeyer's he had 99.2 on his first, and then he had 95.5 on his second. When I saw 99.2 pop up, I'm like, okay, can he get one more, just a little more mustard on it, get it up to 100, didn't get a second shot off as clean. Like, And again, so much of it is technique. It's not even necessarily how strong you are. It's just the, the technique that you use on the shot that is mm-hmm. so important. And it's the balance of how much weight do you actually put on the stick, how much do you torque, how do you follow through. Um, and you as a photographer can appreciate this too when you get the shot of – the curvature on the stick and how much it really is flexed on that moment of impact for a slap shot. Yeah. It's one of the coolest pictures I think in hockey. It's a cool picture, but it's so rare to get because everything is just going at like rapid pace. So mm-hmm. you're lucky if you get that shot. Um, I think I've gotten it maybe three times in the last year and I've done mm-hmm. a lot of photography in the last year. So, um, yeah. Um, another event that they had was accuracy shooting. Um, and that's another event mm. that I found interesting. Um, so how they how they scored it was the AHL player with most hits in fewest attempts earns one goal for their team. And then the team with the most total hits in fewest attempts earns one goal. Mm-hmm. Um, for... The Western Conference, it was Riley Barber. He had four hits with seven attempts. Um, He's so good. <laughs> David Gust. He's so good. He is. David Gust had four hits with four attempts. Michael Carson had three hits with eight attempts. And Max Lajoie had three hits with eight attempts. And for the Eastern Conference, you had Igor Sokolov, who had two hits with eight attempts. Tyson Forrester with four hits and six attempts. Um, Gabriel Dumont had four hits and six attempts. And Mike Vecchioni had one hit with eight attempts. Uh, Vecchioni did not perform nearly as well in that one as I thought he was going to. That, that was, And we saw it with uh, Leon Dreisaitl at the NHL. I don't know if you watched him doing the, the accuracy shooting where it's they set up the four targets and it's who can pick them off the fastest. Mm-mm. Um the leader 
at the end of the first round was like nine something. The cutoff line was like 18. Dreisaitl was like 40 something seconds and still like barely got it. Just had the yips. And I'm sure that's what happened with Vecchioni too. Just, you know, it's, it's that much harder when you're really laser focused on trying to hit an exact spot. And sometimes in hockey, it's like, just get it on net, get it close. And that's good enough. It's so much tougher for that one. That's I think that's probably the hardest one to win out of for any sure. of the, the skater challenges. For sure. Um, it was – there's so much talent right now in the AHL. It's mm-hmm. disgusting, honestly. Um, yeah, that's all I really want to say about that. Um there was, you know what? Let's pay some bills and we can talk more about the pass, pass and shoot or pass and score. I don't freaking mm. know what it's called. Have at it. Yeah, Righteous Felon. Uh, use promo code OCSN for Old City Sports Network. That'll get you 15% off your jerky bundles, meat snacks, and more. Um, everybody that I have ever given it to, and I share it with a ton of people my hockey team, my parents, my brother, um, my fiance's uncle, who we stay with when we go to Chicago. Everybody that we've talked to has, has loved it. Can't recommend it enough. Promo code OCSN, 15% off with Righteous Felon. Um, also, go to www.oldcitysports.com. Check out all the other podcasts, articles, and more. The Super Bowl coming up. If you are interested in any Eagles content, go check out Sundays for the Birds. Go check out all the other articles and podcasts that they've got going on. Um, Fanlot is starting things up again here soon for all your Philadelphia Phillies coverage. They're working on expanding their 76ers coverage. Um, and then, of course, uh, Center Ice as well, our big brother show covering the NHL. Um, go check all of them out, uh, oldcitysports.com. Yes. Uh, back to the skills competition. Um, they had, it was called Pass and Score. Mm-hmm. Um, there was eight rounds. Um, and it doesn't each individual goal scored counts towards overall team score. Okay. So in round one, they had Sammy Walker, Max McCormick and Luke Evangelista with the goalie being Joel Hoffer. Um, there were zero goals, but three saves. So good on Hoffer. Um, Mm. he hasn't had the greatest year, but you know what? Good for him. Um, round two had Dustin Wolf as the goaltender and Riley Nash, Ethan Frank, and Alex Belzil with three goals and zero saves. Um, round three had TJ Tynan, Brian Lashoff, Thomas Bordalo, and Joseph Wool as the goaltender. There were zero goals but three saves. Round four had your boy Jesper Wallstedt. And then uh, Jake Christensen, Lucas Rosek, and Tyson Forrester, zero goals but three saves. Round five had Jean-Luc Foti, Seth Griffith, and Lucas Reichel with Nico Dawes as goaltender. One goal, two saves. Number six had Lucas Dostal with Anthony Richard, Zach Jones, and Alex Nylander. There were two goals with one save. Round seven had Brett Sini, Matthew Phillips, David Gust, and Brandon Bussey as the goaltender. There was one goal with two saves. Um, I got to give some appreciation to Brandon Bussey because he has been an incredible goaltender coming right from the ECHL this season. 
Mm -hmm. Um, He got basically thrown into Providence and he has just been rocking it all season. Um, Even though uh, we play Providence a lot, but uh, you know, I, Mm -hmm. I gotta call it where I see it. And Brandon Bussey is an incredible goaltender. Yeah, he was our uh, between the pipes goaltender of the week a couple weeks. A lot of these guys were. I mean, you know, uh, Malstead just was. Um, I haven't picked Ostel yet. That's coming. That's coming. <laughs> for for all you Colts fans. And then round eight was Dustin Wolf with um, Ruslan. Oh my god, I'm gonna butcher this last name. Ishkov. Ishkakov. Yes, Ruslan Ishkakov. You. Um, Logan Shaw and Alex Bear Boulette with zero goals and three saves, and the East won with five, and the West had two. Yeah, that was a, a fun one as well. I, I like that it got to show off the goaltenders a little bit more because we talked about last week the goaltending at the All Star event this season, and you also got to throw this out there. Didn't even have Yaroslav Askarov with Milwaukee. Um, he had a uh, family matter and, and wasn't able to attend. Um, but Askarov is one of the top, just pure talent, <clears throat> talented goaltenders in the AHL. <laughs> um, I think he probably has one more year in the AHL before he gets called up consistently. Um, Nashville, of course, in no rush. You see Saro still playing very well. Nashville's just a goalie factory. Always have been. Um, but Askarov is the the heir apparent. And, you know, and but then Nashville. you look at like you look at Dustin Wolf, who 21 years old, like he's getting called up next season. Calgary can't not call him up as well as he's been playing. You look at um, Valstead, who's gonna have probably one more year before he's called up. Maybe two, we'll see. Um but like then, you said about yeah. Askarov, like with Milwaukee being Nashville's AHL team, Nashville pumps out those goaltenders. Mm-hmm. Um, look at you, say Saros. He good. He's small, he but he's good. mighty, and I, those are the best ones out there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Sorry, I had to. It's, it's all good. Um. Still coming off today. <laughs> yeah. Um. Should we let's see where we at here? The actual let's get into the actual all-star game. Um, we had 40 players who played in their first AHL All-Star game this season. Um, absolutely incredible that that is the number. Um and everybody had at least one moment that made you go, Whoa, this this guy's really good. Like there were a couple guys that I had written down that I wanted to talk about, and we've kind of already touched on Riley Barber a bit. I thought he had a really like underrated weekend. He had three goals in the actual um, on the All Star Game side of things, um, but I thought TJ Tynan had another really solid weekend. Uh, three goals, three assists for Tynan. Um, but to me, the story of the the All Star Games um, were Lucas Dostal and Dustin Wolf stopping 42 of 49 shots across those games. Um, They had shootouts in some of those as well. Um, And those two were just on another level this weekend. 
I I just pulled a really nice picture off of AHL for this. So there, there the you go. You'll <laughs> um, love to see it. Dustin Wolf and Lucas Dosal. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love to see it. <laughs> I promise we're not a goalie podcast, but like we do love our goalies here. And oh, do Dosal we? And Wolf had a had a heck of a weekend. Last week, you were not happy with uh, a certain goaltender who, um, you know, maybe we should mention that as well. That uh, your boy, he's back. He's back. Alex Lyon is back. In the like he, um, I mean, you know, he got his chance in Florida, but uh, they decided to send him back because Bob and Knight decided to become healthy. Um, so yeah. He is back with Charlotte, and um, there's that sound that's going around on TikTok right now that basically says, um, my boyfriend's back and you're going to be in trouble, and I mm. really feel like that is the AHL right now, the the, the Atlantic division. Like, There's going to be a social media admin who needs to pounce on that with, with Lion coming back. <laughs> yeah. Somebody needs to do that and put it together. I we'll share like, it on the I beauty's did... account when they do. I made like a private video on TikTok, like I privated it. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being like, I had like the the Charlotte Checkers like graphic. Mm-hmm. I was just like, "Yep, yeah, here's the sound. My boyfriend's back, and you're in trouble." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But you know what? Really good for him. He got starts in Florida, and I I really couldn't be any happier for mm-hmm. him. I really, you know, got wins in those starts too. Yeah. Um, I know he's he had a few losses and Florida fan base is just roasting him. I'm like, wow, y'all are worse than Philadelphia. Um, but he did what he had to do. That is that is like mm-hmm. what a backup goaltender is. Yeah. You may get some losses. You may get some wins. You never know what you're getting with a backup goaltender. But God, I love them. I'm just checking my my notes here as well. Um Going back to another goaltender for a minute, and again, not a goalie show, but a goalie show. Um, Nico Dawes had one of the oh better shootout saves of the entire weekend, but like that I've seen like this season. Um, reaching back across with his his glove hand to pull a puck off the goal line, he got beat on the first move, but recovered and was able to make the save. Um, if you haven't seen it, go check social. Like it's it's all over. Nico does. Yes. Possibly he, the save of the weekend. The the goal, but what was even funnier. <laughs> I like seeing drama between teams on, on social media. Oh, it, we it, sure do. It brings me joy and happiness because not only do I chirp at Utica, because I love Utica. Um, Dan yelled at me because I'm probably going to get. I was like, please don't get us, us blocked. <laughs> don't don't let Utica block us. We like. Utica. Um, there was this. It says admin. Um, Hartford Wolfpack. Obviously, one of their their players was in this. Um, admin's boss for this video for us. Mm-hmm. And then Utica comes back with, "Your boss sends you videos of our goalie making saves. Weird." So then Utica, or, um, Hartford decided to chirp back and say, surprise, you're still in the building. Mm-hmm. I was like, 
I love to see it. <laughs> and it's only going to ramp up the rest of the season. It's only going to ramp up come playoff time. The chirping on social media is just going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't get us blocked from Utica. <laughs> hopefully not. I, I would hope that the admin there is a good sport about it and like realizes like, hey, listen, it's an AHL podcast having fun with us. We can have some fun. Bet. We're going to get chirped by them one of these days. We really like, will. That's going to happen. I let's um, let's ask the uh, the the people. Maybe we'll put that up as like a Twitter poll. Which team is going to be the first to to chirp beauties? Yeah, I mean Milwaukee won't because Milwaukee is run by one of my friends for their social media account. Um, but hey, maybe Liz will chirp us. Oh, from, I bet she yeah, would. From she'll, San Jose. She'll, you know, we'll we'll say one, maybe not even negative comment. But, like, we'll bring up a player who happens to play for the Barracuda. And the the radar will go off. She won't even be watching the show. But she'll hear that we, we bring up, um, let's say, Thomas Bordalo or Ozzy Wiesblatt or Montana Anyabuchi. And she'll be like, disturbance in the force. And she'll come out of nowhere and, and chirp us. Maybe that's what will happen. Maybe. Um... But yeah, fun times. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, let's, uh, let's do a couple more ad reads here just while we got a, a little bit of a break here. Uh, this segment is brought to you by Neshaminy Creek Brewing. Visit www.neshaminycreekbrewing.com. Check out all their awesome beers, merch, and much more. Uh, also, you should go check out www.norsebeards.com. Enter promo code OCS for 25% off your Norse Beards products. Oh, snap. You already did it. All right. Yeah, well, I, I covered you. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate that. No problem. Um, you you put the show together today because I just I couldn't today. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's been a day, y'all. It's been a couple days. It was a very long day. Mm-hmm. I woke up at like 545, did my hair because I have a lot of hair and it takes forever to do it. Um. No matter if I'm straightening it, curling it, waving it, it doesn't doesn't matter. Mm. Sam has a lot of hair. Don't get on me about it. Um, try to leave the house by seven forty-five. No, did I leave? Seven forty. Yeah, I left by seven forty-five. I wanted to leave by seven thirty, uh, but you know, winter time, you gotta mm. let your car warm up. Right. And then there's a game at ten thirty. Takes me about an hourish, hour and a halfish to get out there. So, um, went out. Did a little education day game with the boys out in Reading. Um, and then I had an interview that I've been wanting. So um, that was really, really fun. Um, really thankful to uh, Josh Boyko for giving me at least 15 minutes of his time uh, today before they left for a road trip. Um, you know, I got, I got to give it up for the ECHL boys. They Road trips are not fun. Uh, I was gonna try and see if there's maybe an ECHL logo in the cup here. It's not. It's just the Cyclones logo. But yeah. ECHL, we love ECHL too. Yeah, and uh, you know these, they didn't win today, but they did. You know, try to push within the third, and uh, Worcester was just a little bit stronger. So, but um, yeah, I'm just really thankful for everything that I'm able to do. Um covering minor league hockey 
I, you know, I would rather cover minor league hockey than the major league, to be honest. There's a heck of a lot more travel involved, I feel, with the, the NHL. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of travel involved just within going in between the AHL and ECHL and SPHL and everything like that. But you get to know these players on a very personal level. And I actually enjoy that because with the NHL, you don't really get to do that. Um, Now, I know a lot of the guys that have gone up through the ranks. So, like, you know, Tanner Lazinski, Wade Allison, like – I've talked with them, so, like, I know them a little bit, but they're at such a level now where it's just, like, they can't really get to know fans on that type of level anymore. Yeah. It's um, it's different. Just the, the access as a whole is different, where if you're not, like, really one of the prime outlets for that coverage like you're talking like the athletic or whatever um you know major local paper is or you're a beat writer like with the team um you don't really get that same player access and it's a little a little easier at the ahl level and the echl sphl levels but still not necessarily easy to get the, the player access we do appreciate though when we can so um Looking forward to that interview uh, when whenever you drop that. So um, we'll share that from the beauties page as well. I I should be dropping it soon, but um, yeah. But getting back to the All Star game, um, not really happy with the Pacific Division, but oh, see there it is. That's what's going to get Liz to come by and chirp us. Whatever. <laughs> That's what happens. You said you it, not 10, me. That's what happens when you have ten teams in one division. Mm-hmm. You have more talent and more of a way to win. I'm telling you what, it's going to come down to Hershey and Coachella for the Calder Cup. Coachella is going to beat them out. Oh, I like Texas. Texas is going to make a splash. Calgary. Calgary can make a splash. You're telling me Dustin Wolf can't carry that team? He sure can. Fine. But I do think you're right. I do think Coachella is going to be there pretty much right at the very end. Hershey will be there. Speaking of Bro, Coachella, I need there. to I need to start annoying them again this week. <laughs> Not trying to set up more interviews there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want I want Andrew Podorowski on the show more, so I, mm-hmm. um, or maybe I'll just try for the assistant coach Jessica. Um, or both. Yeah. Well, I need to get them to respond first. Yeah, that that that's kind of the big first step. Yeah. So Pacific Division One over. <clears throat> Everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so like Dan said, Dustin Wolf and Lucas Dostal shared the MVP honors. Um, yeah, and Wolf and Dostal stopped a combined uh, 42 of 49 shots over 46 minutes of work during the challenge. It was a round robin tournament among the league's four divisions played at three on three. Um, the North Division was led by the Senators forward Igor Sokolov, Toronto Marlies forward Logan Shaw, and Alex Belzil of um, the hometown Laval Rocket. And Riley Barber had three goals. Thomas Harley had two goals, one assist. Um, and he's of Dan's favorite Texas stars. They're not <laughs> my favorite, but they're a likable team. 
and they're rivals with my team, which makes it hard to want to see them do. I want the Central to get some love and respect. That's all I'm asking for. They had it last year, Dan. They did, and now they got to keep it up because look at what happened to Chicago this year. Um, game one was the Pacific versus the North, um, two and two, and it um, was decided by a shootout. Um, Atlantic Division was game two versus Central, which was a shootout. Um, Pacific Division had six in game three, and Atlantic Division had two. Hey, by and the then, way, going back to, to Texas for just a moment here, you know who scored twice in that uh, that first Central game? Who? Riley Barber. Just saying. Guy had a heck of a weekend. I got to call it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> game four was the Central Division versus the North, and it was two and two decided by a shootout. Um, and then game five was the Pacific versus the Central, which Pacific had five, Central had two. Game six mm-hmm. was the Atlantic versus the North, and it was a shootout. And the championship came down to the Pacific versus the Atlantic, and Pacific won with one. Um, I will say I was pleasantly surprised to see how many Minnesota wild Twitter people were following the AHL all-star game, but also how many of them collectively had a meltdown when Falstead let in a goal on his first shot, which again, not his fault. Three on uh, three on three was the format. And this was, you whiffed on your chance at the other end, and now it's an odd man rush coming back. And Volstead got beat on the first shot he saw. And Wild Twitter melted down in a way that I have not seen in a long time. Well, so it's, it's easier to blame the goaltender. It really is. I will defend Volstead with my life. He's a great goalie. He's so good. And I have to, like, temper my, like, it's like, I want him up at the NHL level, but, like, I know if they call him up now, they're going to wreck him. So don't wreck him. Yeah. Um, I think our friend Zach Martin of Field Pass Hockey is tuning in. I can see that you just liked it. So thank you, Zach. Um, You know, you can say something every once in a while, bro, just because we're rivals. Me and him, he covers the Charlotte Checkers. I cover, obviously, the Phantoms. And um, when we played each other, we're about to play each other again in April. Or, no, actually, their Phantoms are heading out to play them in Charlotte uh, next next week, I think. Um, Could be some uh, April hockey, too, just throwing that out there. Yes, and they will um, – the Checkers will be back in Lehigh – at the end of April, we actually play our very, very last home game against them. Um, we have a comment. Oh, gee, who could that be? Shut up, Zach. <laughs> For those of you who are listening back to this and not watching, uh, Zach says Phantoms are going to get ghosted from playoff contention soon. No, we're not. You can oh, go away boy. now. Thank you. <laughs> Sam is like, I control the comments here. <laughs> Phantoms are going to ghost it. No, they're not. Just because their name is Phantoms doesn't mean they ghost everybody, like everybody off dating websites. <laughs> oh, boy. 
How do you deal with me on a weekly basis? You know, uh, I, I thought the mom jokes were for the fan lot. I thought that was what we do around here. Um, I mean, that wasn't really a mom joke. Yeah, a little bit, kind of, sort of, maybe not. Not because, well. Zach, yeah, love you, Sam. Yeah, sure you do, yeah. buddy. Sure you do. Zach, sure. I appreciate your comments. I'll tell you that. Sure you do. <laughs> the comments are just a distraction for Dan because he has to deal with me every week. I enjoy it. You literally I... said you don't know how to respond to that comment yesterday on Twitter. That was a trap waiting to happen. You set a trap and I was like, I am not falling for that one. <laughs> I mean, do I, I have I less of an attitude? <laughs> I, I, I've learned better. You know better, you do better. Even even Jesse doesn't even respond when I tagged him. I, I saw that. That was, oh boy. Poor Jesse. Yeah. Perfect. Zach's got my back. <laughs> um, let's, let's throw these last couple of ad reads out there and then just kind of put a wrap on things here. Uh, this segment of American Beauties brought to you by Sterling Pig Brewery out of Media PA. Go check them out. Uh, you can also check out Fanatics for your NHL merchandise. Use our promo code, Sam, as she always does. We'll drop that link in the bio. You can get some awesome discounts there. Yeah. Um, again, uh, we did a pretty yeah. decent episode. Um, but yeah, again, just a really short episode. There really wasn't any um, games. I mean, there were games, but they weren't really... All-Star kind of overtook everything that happened. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, not really many games this week. I have one. Um, the ECHL boys are on the road until the 18th. Um, and the Phantoms have one home game in the next week. Let me make sure I get that right. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Um, home game. I'm not saying away mm. games. Home. Uh, yeah, and I'm, and I'm just yeah, checking the, the AHL game. schedule here. We're we're uh, out of AHL action until this Friday, so yeah. a couple of days as everybody gets resituated and practicing again. home. Hopefully, nobody loses their uh, their gear like Montana did on his way to training oh, camp. Oh, Montana, that that sucks. Um. But yeah, there's a pretty good matchup Saturday um, between Bridgeport and Lehigh. Um, Bridgeport has been kind of a powerhouse this week, or not this week, but this season. So, um, yeah. And then they head to Charlotte, which, hmm. eh. Uh, <laughs> I only like one player on the team. So, um, and hopefully nobody else gets hurt in Florida where he gets recalled. Again, for a month. <laughs> I think that Toronto and Charlotte game on Friday is going to be one to watch as well. I'll um, probably be flipping back and forth. Especially yeah. if Alex Lyon is playing in that one. Oh, he will be. Mm-hmm. Charlotte will yeah, make don't, that Don't you worry, Dan. He'll be in that. <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry. And if he's not, the beauties account will hear about it. Oh, boy. Will they ever. <laughs> but. Yeah. What, so, what do we got on Sunday for uh, for games? We mentioned Friday. We mentioned so- oh, off Sunday. There's no games. Yeah. Hmm. After all that, they have no games next Sunday, and then one game on Monday, which is the Moose and the Marlies. 
which is a completion a of the suspended game from January 13th. Oh, that's right, because I believe Manitoba's arena flooded or had there was something going on. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how can we keep chirping Utica about the lights going out, but we don't chirp Manitoba for flooding? Because Manitoba doesn't really post. <laughs> uh, okay. Fair. <laughs> Fair. So, they, that, they really do not post as often as Utica does. Which So I don't know how I'm supposed to chirp, chirp an account when mm -hmm. they don't post. Great job at the Reading game, Sam. Thanks, Mike. Um, yeah, I'm really starting to enjoy ECHL um, and getting to know the team. Unfortunately, they didn't win today, but you know what? Um, they're a good team. They're going to be going to playoffs. So, and ECHL playoffs are always fun too. Yeah, I need playoff. I need playoff hockey this year. <laughs> I think that's probably a good place to. Uh put a bow on the show here for tonight. So uh, thank you to everybody who watched uh, our show tonight. Comments throughout the show as well. Uh, we do always appreciate that. We're live Tuesday nights at 8.30. Um, thank you one last time as well to uh, all of our sponsors, Righteous Felon, Chamonix Creek Brewing Company, Norse Beards, Sterling Pig Brewery, the Old City Sports Network, and Fanatics. Uh, we hope to see you back here 8.30 next week. We'll be back to a bit more of a regular show. Uh, next week, a little more, a little more structured than what we had this time around. And uh, will Sam be sassy? Always. We'll just see how much. <laughs> All right. Have a good okay. night and good week, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned to Twitter for updates.